0: Three, two, one. Ooh, is that me what's up Kai what's up bro <laughs> finally made
1: it out here yeah that's me
0: survived sparring today
1: uh I tried to survive you know I had a couple hard rounds but it's usual you know
0: yeah you picked <laughs> up a fight for next month right
1: um not for next month I don't think they found me an opponent for a combat night yet but I was supposed to have a fight this month and that just didn't go as planned so what day was it on uh the 29th cyan fights the whole team is fighting out there chris right yeah chris is fighting out there uh we have tom we have alejandro we have cooper we have will yeah we have a couple guys out there should be fun
0: and chris it's on a sunday right that's weird
1: yeah on a sunday you know sometimes it just ends up that way i think saturday might be another card that's why
0: have you ever fought on a sunday
1: um i've never fought on a sunday officially (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay like, you know so I'm, I'm not sure i feel like any day of the week doesn't really matter mm-hmm. it's still the same thing yeah it's don't make chris like, said yeah, chris said day.
0: he didn't even know who his opponent was and i was like it doesn't even matter who it is i
1: think he does now oh he, his name yeah. is like abdul malik muhammad four and one. Oh damn so that should be a fun time yeah fun time. i'm
0: excited to yeah. see how he does yeah. you know what i'm saying the episode just dropped yeah, for sure. yeah. I,
1: he hasn't even fought in a minute so it's gonna be good to see like
0: yeah, just bring the mic oh, a I little got bit you. closer yeah, towards yeah. you. I'm a little bit yeah. quiet. You can hear it in the headphones.
1: Yeah, but he hasn't fought in like a little minute. So like him picking up a fight now is going to be interesting to see like his progress from the last fight.
0: When's the last time he fought? Do you know?
1: Um, I'm not sure. I remember his last opponent was Harry Moore as far as what I remember. And Harry Moore was supposed to be the top guy from the elite Muay Thai gym. So now mm-hmm. he's going to be fighting another guy. So I'm, I'm interested to see, especially at 4-1, I want to see where Chris is at. I think he should be able to handle this opponent. Is like, it MMA? Easy. No, it's going to be a Muay Thai fight. Okay, mm-hmm.
0: so Muay Thai rules?
1: Yeah, Muay Thai rules. I'm not a fan of Muay Thai rules.
0: So what's the difference between Muay Thai rules and kickboxing rules for people that don't know?
1: Um, Muay Thai rules, you can use the clinch more often is what I would basically put it as. was a Muay Thai style, uses a lot of the clinch. Mm -hmm. So they're using more um, clinch time. So you're in the clinch more of the time than kickboxing. Kickboxing fights don't allow clinch. I think it's like one step or five seconds you have Mm -hmm. uh, to make basically a decision on what you want to do. And then they're gonna break you up. So they're not like enforcing clinches or elbows or knees. Like Muay Thai, you're gonna be in there. You're gonna be doing some work with <laughs> elbows. Um, not elbows in amateur, but in pros, yes, you will so get. So as elbow. soon as you go pro, you can get yeah, somebody that yeah. work. I mean, yeah, if you're the fighting people's somebody, elbow. Yeah, no, I don't know. The people's elbow is, might be a little bit too light for a Muay Thai <laughs> fighter, for real. Muay Thai no, fighters it gets throw. intense. Yeah, bows. <laughs> I think you know. <laughs> I, a joke. I, I think you
0: know my boy artist here.
1: Oh Artisher is shifty, shafty, shifty. Yeah, he's shifty for sure. yeah that's, um, <laughs> yeah.
0: He's been my friend since we were in like fifth grade. He's nice. He's it for so long. He's, so nice. Yeah. he's nice. He's nice. He was always scrappy. Muay Thai. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's still got that, though. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: he, 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 he yeah. definitely built upon that, and he's built something that's really special to watch.
1: Yeah. yeah. He's traditional Muay Thai. I would say the most out of the fighters that I've actually sparred, like in the gym. He's mm-hmm. like very traditional Muay Thai. He's super clean, super fast. Like, you know, you got to watch out for him. You're on high alert, like the whole sparring round. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. You got to watch nice. that right leg. Yeah. Yeah. All of the legs. That's uh, dangerous. His <laughs> hands, too. You got to watch out for everything. Everything. <laughs> Uh, yeah
0: but he's actually uh he's actually gonna have surgery soon on his left shoulder
1: yeah i heard that he was yeah. injured yeah i was like man and it took him out right before a fight he had a fight coming up I he know. was supposed to be one of the main events for a combat night mm-hmm. fight that i just fought on so i was like oh man oh yeah I yeah that. that was gonna be a crazy card with all the people i think mm-hmm. uh, four people actually pulled out or three or something like that that were actually like mm-hmm. main events also so yeah it would have been an oh, even better time than it was
0: how did your last fight go
1: I think it went pretty fun for me at least. (laughs) I mean, I I usually answer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I won. It was a hard, he was a hard opponent, but I was more getting in there to see um, how it felt to go rounds, see how it felt to have like a pressure fighter, somebody just as tall as me, Mm -hmm. somebody just as big who had like that potential to knock me out if he was pushing. But I feel like I I controlled the fight, like a lot of the aspect of the fight, like I was controlling it Mm -hmm. well enough to win.
0: So what, what is your strategy usually when somebody's your size and your weight and fighting in the same rules that you fought in with your last fight?
1: I'm not sure. I don't really have, like, um, a specific strategy for um, every fighter, per se. Like, I don't have a strategy that would go, like, I, I'm not going to be like, I'm going to throw a 1-1-2 one, one, with an overhand kick for yeah. every single fighter. That's not going to be my combo. It's going to be more of me entering and figuring them out from there. It's like a game of chess, like, you know.
0: It definitely is a game of chess.
1: Yeah, like a high stakes game of chess, a lot of movement, a lot of like split decision choices that you have to make. <laughs> I think what Critical I kind of thinking,
0: I think what I kind of meant was like, what kind of fighter are you um, as far as, you know, are you, you play it smart? You just kind of wait back, wait for like a counter or do you come in or is yeah. that all circumstantial?
1: It's all circumstantial. depending on the fighter how they come in at you yeah, yeah it just depends on the fight like i don't i don't um sort of like jkd and how bruce lee describes it i don't want to enforce the fight something that the person doesn't fight well in or how i would lose so i don't go into a fight expecting certain outcomes to happen i sort of wait for the outcome and react with the outcomes like i'm moving Based upon what's happening at the time, because mm-hmm. it's all you never know in a fight. Never. So the idea is to be basically formless, shapeless, like, you know, and get in there and do whatever you have to do to win. Mm-hmm. So if I if I'm not capable of changing my strategy or how I'm approaching a fight, I'm probably not going to win the fight if the person changes their strategy.
0: Mm hmm. You got to be water.
1: Yeah, basically be water as fluid as possible, as smooth as possible. Mm -hmm. But it's sort of like also how um, the last style bender says that he has all these different styles and he's mastered all these elements. You also have to master those elements, too, because somebody might be stronger in one element than you are in that element. So in order to defeat that opponent you have to change what you're doing like sometimes if i notice a fire a fighter might be fire i might switch some more water style now mm-hmm. because now i'm getting into the fluidity of the pockets and maybe counter punch more if somebody's more earth i might come at them with air or with fire like i want to get them off their game enough where they're swinging or missing or i'm lighting them up the whole time just because they're that like earth style where they're not going to move they're not going to budge mm-hmm. they're basically just trying to beat you up
0: so for the people that don't know what give yeah. us like a quick breakdown of all the styles because it sounds like you're talking about Avatar The Last Airbender right now.
1: <laughs> no, I agree. I would say the, um, the base styles that I would put as categories would be boxing. I would do um, a wrestling, an American wrestling style. I would do jujitsu. And then I would probably go with Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. Those are probably the styles that are comprised of every style that we would consider uh, mixed martial arts right mm-hmm. now. So those are the styles that you would have to master or master in some category to be efficient overall.
0: And mm-hmm. you said jkd earlier that's jeet kundo yeah and is that your base
1: um that happens to me my actual base where i started like my whole like journey of mma how old was, were you i was uh, about 16 before mm-hmm. that i was i was four and i would always do like boxing tournaments do like taekwondo kyokushin things just stuff like that Tang Sudo, i was in for a little bit i did a little bit of kung fu but most of like my style where i started to learn or have an understanding of like myself and what i wanted to do mm-hmm. with my own art came from jkd and the philosophy of jkd overall mm-hmm. so it's been like a journey of combining every art and making it who i am as a person or how i would fight yeah like, exactly
0: you know, yeah it's pretty fun so Knowing what you know about martial arts and how you apply that to yourself when you go in fights, what effect does that have on who you are as a person when you carry yourself outside of the ring?
1: That's a great question. I never really thought about how I carry myself outside of the ring because I feel like as a fighter, who you are is reflective in the ring. Mm -hmm. like deep down inside, like deep down inside your character your personality who you are comes out in the fight Mm -hmm. and it's eventually going to show every like aspect of who you are that's what like doing this whole journey of mma is about figuring out who you are some people need to fight to figure out who they are because it reveals the the discipline that it takes to be a fighter the heart you have to have the ability to get over your own ego to take a fight. And then if you lose the fight to defeat that ego and come back either way, like that fight in itself is hard. There's just so many different aspects that you're fighting for, for your character Mm -hmm. overall. So when I'm outside of the ring or when I'm in the ring, I'm trying to be the same person.
0: (laughs) I meant like, so when you started getting into martial arts, like more heavily when you said you were 16, Mm -hmm. how did that affect your personality of, like, how you interacted with people?
1: See, at 16, I didn't really take martial arts as seriously as I do now. Mm -hmm. At 16, I was fighting to fight. Yeah. (laughs) Like, my personality was just kid like immature like that's how I fought because everybody's immature when they're yeah that's what I'm saying so you're you're like
0: you're you're basically not even like a real person yeah you're You're just kind of like using words that you don't know what they mean
1: yeah you're just in there so I, I was just in there fighting to fight like you know I would injure some of my sparring partners like you know stuff like that Things that when you look back at it, it, you like you as a martial artist, you question those times. Like, what was I doing then? Like, why was I like that? Because Mm -hmm. your art has come so far that it makes you go back and realize all the little mistakes you made in your character. And not only as far as when you're fighting Mm -hmm. and those help you change the things that you have to do now in order to be more technical Mm -hmm. and to be more skilled as a fighter. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you think that some people are fighters and some people are not?
1: Yeah, it's nature.
0: So you think that it has something to do with you know, your lineage um, as far as it's in your DNA? Oh, like, yeah, for sure. Like you're, you're a warrior.
1: Yeah, yeah. Some people um, have a natural tendency to fight back. It's survival of the fittest. So mm-hmm. a lot of the times you're getting into a fight or flight mode. In a fight, most fights are controlled through that fight or flight mode. So some people in the flight mode mode when they're like basically getting away from the fight and they're trying to find room to breathe or to live or to have air so they don't get knocked out. Some people fight back better in those moments Mm -hmm. because they have that fight or flight in them. Some people will under that pressure and you'll see them either pick up their hands, go into a high guard and get beat up because they're not they don't have the ability to turn on that fire that makes them fight back. Mm -hmm. But you can get caught with anything. That's how some people get caught with clean punches, special punches that, that might land that you didn't see coming. But when you're in a fight and you're getting bullied, that shows you who like you are as a fighter. I mean, have you ever seen the, um, the Robbie Lawler fight with um, with um, Rory McDonald?
0: I think I've seen it. And it's been a while, though, but I'm pretty that's sure a seen
1: good it. example of fighters who don't have the ability to die. <laughs> they have a There's certain no level. Quit. Yeah, a certain level of fighter in them that all of their other personality traits. Like I would say Rory McDonald is a really nice guy outside of fighting. But if you put him in the ring across from a Robbie Lawler, then you're going to see a whole different animal emerge and you're going to see who he is as a person inside in that fight that he has, regardless of who he is as a person outside of the ring, because that's who he is.
0: (laughs) So do you think that people who fight, for the most part, we know some people that are world champions that still have a little bit of an ego issue, but do you think that For the most part, people who engage in martial arts, like, you know, they compete in fights, whether it be Mm -hmm. amateur, professional. Do you think that that effect it has on their personality makes them a nicer person in general as far as or or should I say Mm -hmm. more comfortable with themselves and being around other people?
1: Yeah, I would say that because um, like we have like Floyd Mayweather's who are super cocky. But who am I to say that that doesn't make him the fighter who he is? Like maybe does. that aspect of his ego was needed to form Champion. the weapon, yeah, that he is now. Mm-hmm. Now that he's he has that, he has another aspect of fighting that I would never be able to get to because I'm not brash like that, or because I don't do this, or that doesn't make me a, a less than of a fighter. But that's what he used to catapult like his reign throughout that whole time. We have people like Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor doesn't have the best MMA record overall, but people consider him to be. A really high quality fighter, mm-hmm. even though he has lost, and but that ego catapults him. So that when people see him, they automatically assume, oh, this guy's bravado. This guy's how he carries himself. Makes Outside him the better. ring. Yeah. And that's a mental aspect that you get when you go into the ring because now your opponent sees that you're brash. You're like that. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like. You can get they, in their head. Yeah. Even you though you could be better that. than them. Yeah. You see how confident they yeah, are. You're yeah. like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. That he goes might be, Is he better than me? Yeah. 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 That's how it goes.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I remember we were talking the other day in the gym yeah. and you said that you didn't think Connor was all is all what he's
1: hyped up to be is do you think that yeah that's true uh and why do you think that i feel like um his record overall who he's lost to hasn't been at the top of the charts for long enough or a long period of time so anytime he he's had a battle that i would consider a memorable a memorable battle it's always been against people who have either um come down off of their peak like a jose aldo Mm -hmm. or somebody who's in their peak where he's lost to like a khabib like you know he definitely
0: lost bad to khabib
1: yeah so like you can make the argument for john jones that john jones would be the greatest right why Mm -hmm. because when he was a young kid he was fighting shoguns and he was fighting Lyoto's. like you know that's like that's like a big accomplishment for the time era like -hmm. you know he's fighting rampage jackson rashad evans these are guys who are like at the time, we were at the peak of what we would consider the sport to be.
0: Do you think that, you know, all those people you just mentioned that John Jones conquered early in his career, that kind of catapulted him to this status he's at now? Mm-hmm. There's an argument that those guys were older and that yeah. they weren't at pinnacle peak mm-hmm. performance and that they had kind of, they weren't falling off, but they weren't, yeah. they were past their peak.
1: I wouldn't And he was say, young, yeah, fresh, and yeah, yeah. hungry. I wouldn't say that because what is the peak of a fighter would be the next question. What would the actual peak of a fighter when, true. when they've hit mental and physical? Mm-hmm. Like, John Jones would have been at his physical prime at the time he was fighting guys who at, were at their prime overall. So he was at a physical peak at that point. So he was, like, uh, in his 20s mm-hmm. fighting guys who were at their physical primes so he was at a peak but they were at their primes which mm-hmm. means they knew how to conserve energy they knew how to battle but like, yeah, you know their fight these, IQ was just yeah these are these are the battle-tested like athletes who were fighting like a kid who was just coming up in the ranks mm-hmm. and he was taking them out like mm-hmm. you know i don't think that conor mcgregor had a record like that i think his record was more he was fighting a lot of journeymen and then took the right fights that catapulted his career promotionally Mm-hmm. Not as. I mean, he beat champions. Yeah, he definitely did. I'm not. I'm not going to take away from his yeah. record. He's one of the top. But I wouldn't consider him like an all time great. I don't think anyone. I don't think
0: anyone considers him the all time goat. Yeah. Because he's lost. <laughs> but I think that he. It's definitely you. He got to be in like your top ten.
1: Top ten? You know? Nah. He of, of, be. of UFC. Of the UFC? Nah. There's a whole bunch of there's there's legends. There's legends that we have to go. What do you think his to? best
0: attribute is?
1: His range.
0: Oh, his his distance management?
1: Yeah, his range. Mm -hmm. Just uh, who he is overall. The fact that he's southpaw gives him a lot of advantages over a lot of fighters already. Mm -hmm. And then he has great range on a southpaw fighter, which makes it a fun fight. But if we watch people like Khabib, we can't say that he's one of the best strikers because Khabib's taking him out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Khabib's landing big shots on him, too. Khabib
0: almost dropped him, technically.
1: He did did drop him. Is it a
0: drop? Because he kind of like... He didn't take his eyes off him the whole time, and it was kind of like he... He, like, tripod it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, I saw it. He's
1: still in, like, Yeah, you know, Connor was position, on Twitter, like, stand-up. saying, yeah. oh, no, no,
0: no, I didn't get yeah, dropped. No. But I was like, you kind of did. He, he, he got, hit him he hard. Got dro-
1: he got clipped is what I would he call He was waiting on that yeah, shoot. he's didn't get, like, noodled to coffin yeah. or, like, dolphin dive. No. He sort of, like, he sort of just, like, you know, he saw the shot coming, but he got clipped by it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. He,
0: he did his best as he could, though, mm-hmm. against him. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he's he done the try. best. I think he's done the best out of anybody who's done him. maybe, of, uh, maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, but we
1: don't know the circumstances behind. Khabib's want to win that fight because yeah. some fighters will have you in a fight because they want to fight you, like you yeah. know. And then there's going to be some fighters who they're they're going to take out quickly, like a Justin Gaethje. He's taken out quick because I don't have time to war with you yeah i'm gonna put you in a bad position i'm gonna take you out because i'm not trying to war with you i'm trying Mm -hmm. to fight now like you know i'm trying to get this over with and those are the scariest athletes people like that who are gonna who can decide the pace of the fight what they want to do in the fight you Mm -hmm. know you know their game plan you can't stop it yeah (laughs) like it's hard
0: so would you you would obviously rather end it earlier than later
1: um right now i don't really mind going rounds like Like you got that as far that Yeah. As far as pro goes, I would try to end it as quickly as possible mm-hmm. just because you want to um, keep your body safe,
0: take as least damage yeah, as possible. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's more about ending it. But w- when it's amateur, there's so many there's so much gear on. There's so much time to learn mm-hmm. how to fight in there.
0: So what kind of gear do you wear for, say, a kickboxing fight amateur?
1: Um, it really depends on the promotion. Like most of the time we have headgear, 12 ounce gloves and shin guards.
0: And what happens when you go pro? Um, they none take, of that. The, they take yeah, everything just, off. The gloves, gloves are still 12?
1: Yeah, I think they're 10 or maybe even 8, depending on the weight that you're fighting at. But I like that. It's sort of. It's sort of more fun because you can hit pockets. Your glove is designed a certain way to protect certain areas mm-hmm. that you can't protect when your glove is tinier. So you have more pockets the tinier the gloves are. Yeah,
0: I feel I feel as safe as I can be with 16 ounces. Yeah. Because like, I could just cover yeah, everything yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, I got a small surface here. You got to hit? Yeah. I'm just covering up.
1: <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot of people run into that. That's a like a safeguard for people's like, mentality mm-hmm, when they're fighting. But yeah. in reality, those pockets are, what, are where the fight is. Like, you know, the higher level you get as a technician of the sport, you start to learn those pockets and adapt to your punches and everything to those pockets. So those are important, too. I don't like getting stuck in sparring with just 16 the whole time. And then I yeah. sort of like the fact that we don't have headgear or that we don't have shin guards because it teaches us the reality of Mm -hmm. how it feels to get kicked or how it feels to get hit Mm -hmm. or like not having something obscure my vision when I'm in the ring and I got to move and I got to figure out where I want to go from there. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, all those little things are what makes the fight like fun.
0: Yeah. You get hit with headgear on. It might spin around. You can't see it. I've had that happen. I've had in a real fight. Yeah. My whole
1: headgear come up. I'm like, Oh my God, here we go again. Like let's tape this. Like everything happens. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a fight.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Anything can happen. We're talking about unpredictability earlier. Um, so your next fight when did you say that was
1: i'm not sure i might go uh january 30th with combat night i've been trying to get onto the combat night promotion like full time basically mm-hmm. like start to lean over to them more just as a promotion overall i like how they do business i like how like we have pictures and, and posters we can keep like you know things that start sending us up for the next level like, you know, that's what I'm prepared for, the next level. So I want to get close to the reality of that as possible. I think Combat Night puts their athletes into positions where you're fighting for a show that could be a pro card. Like, you know, this card looks pro. It looks professional. Mm-hmm. It does. So you have to be there already, like, you know, be ready to perform.
0: <laughs> it's the UFC of Florida.
1: Yeah, basically, we have, like, all the best athletes out here, <laughs> all the best fighters on one card. I mean, the December card coming up uh, should be crazy. The 19th? Um, uh, I think it's, yeah, it's the 19th the one. 14th is... Uh is the 12th is another the one. 12th. I think I'm pretty sure the Pro one, a week one away. In Jacksonville, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Jeremiah. That one's going to be crazy. You going? I want to go so bad. I've been trying to get the tickets. The problem is the hotel room. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to get a hotel to figure out how we're all going to stay there and watch the fights. But I want to see that car. That's going to be a crazy car. Yeah. I think we have a Val on there, Val to an Animal. J Mac. I think Anvar might be making an appearance. That would be crazy.
0: Yeah, I watched some of J Mac's opponent's film. Yeah. You got this, dog. Yeah. <laughs> that's all that
1: needed to be said. He, that's all that needs to be yeah, said. Yeah, he's, he's one of the best strikers that I've seen, probably in the gym. He catches me mm-hmm. some of the most times out of everybody. He just got to feel it and, you he's know, smart. in his own. Yeah. He's, he's a really he, smart yeah, fighter. He's just in his own. Not only is he smart, he works hard. He's oh, a hard worker. For sure. Like, if you ever watch him in the gym, he doesn't let people surpass him. <laughs> He will not let you surpass him. He'll keep working. Like, Mm -hmm. if he thinks you're better than him in the category don't ever think that he's not trying to catch you in that category yeah he's literally gaining every single day to beat you if you land something on too. him
0: he's thinking all week yeah, about yeah the next time he sees he's, you, yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna hit you, you with you. that yeah
1: he's gonna get you now nah,
0: he's a he's a really nice guy and if yeah, you saw yeah, him sure. outside for of sure. it outside of the gym you'd be like such yeah, a nice yeah. dude
1: nah nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah. he's such don't a nice dude yeah do not because he will mess your world up yeah your legs will be gone great guy yeah
0: donny um yeah, of what's, course. What's I got up with the
1: shirt right now? Y'all see that? Yeah, I got a rep. Got a rep. The gym. Got a rep. Um,
0: what about Donnie's style?
1: Donnie is more karate style. I would say more Taekwondo. He's adapted a lot. His wrestling is getting crazy off the chain. That's going to be a problem. But his style is more karate. I would say more like Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, like mm-hmm. you know, but better boxing. <laughs> mm-hmm. but like more uptight. Better focus on it. I mean, he's still young. He has, a, he has a lot to learn still, and he has a lot more f- fluidity to gain. Like, you know, he's not, he's not nowhere close to the end of what his mm-hmm. potential is. Like, you know, his potential is He's starting out with unlimited. a good base, though. Yeah, I know, and it's crazy. To, the people that are around him that can push him are <laughs> what he needs to be around because people don't let him. He's another one that if you ever sleep on him in the gym, he's gaining every single day. So if you're not working fighters if you're not working out there he will beat you <laughs> and that's just a fact because his work ethic is going to keep going he's going to keep working he's going to keep grinding he's going to keep doing what he has to do to put himself in a position to beat you so you he always works have to hard work. too yeah All i love going with him. it's fun yeah
0: because you know because like for somebody like me i'm not gonna fight you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna take any amateur fights i might do some like jujitsu tournaments or something but i'm not going to fight i don't want to pursue that as a career yeah so i know when a fighter is at a certain level of greatness to the point where they can show me their skill level Mm -hmm. and not like hurt you yeah yeah yeah. you know what i'm saying like you can pull back your kicks yeah you can show you be like hey yeah, listen, yeah, motherfucker. Like, this is this If is that, the sh- light if, right that if I that was real life, you ain't yeah. got a head no more. Yeah. Your head would be hitting your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But that's why I like working with those guys because those guys, the higher the the higher level you get to, mm-hmm. the higher you can spar them at without it ever getting out of hand. Yeah. Like Donovan and I will throw punches and bunches the whole time. So our output for punches and kicks are probably like 20 to 2 of the average person throwing in the gym like you know because we're throwing nonstop. stop we're throwing non-stop or removing head movement we're continuously throwing throughout the whole round mm-hmm. so we're learning how to Bat, it's like, sort of like being in a hyperbolic time chamber. <laughs> we're, all, we're basically just battling and leveling up at the same time. And then mm-hmm. we, once we come out of the round of sparring, the next person's going to feel completely slow. You're going to see everything that they're throwing. You're going to be able to block counter. You're like, oh, this is what I could have done because you're used to going at such a high level, such a high pace for a complete round or two that you're like, this is like nothing to me. This it's is just fun. a different level. Yeah.
0: Um, watching you guys spar is like art. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Um, that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. Um, I Like you said, you throw punches in bunches. Mm-hmm. I see you, you throw a combo. He comes right back with a combo. Yeah. You yeah. throw a combo yeah. and it's nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> three minutes, five minutes, however long that's how it going. should be, though. That's that is how, how it yeah. should be. And that's 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 what I've learned is because usually like when I'm fighting like somebody like my size, like it's like that's how it is. Like yeah. I, I love fighting Corey. Yeah. I love boxing Corey with Corey. Corey is a whole Corey's different good. animal. He's Corey's, good. Yeah. He's, he's good.
1: His head movement is crazy. He's too smooth. <laughs> yeah, he's good.
0: I like going with him because he's like my size. See, yeah. like with someone like you, it's like I got to worry about everything. Yeah. I got to worry about yeah. I can't get too close. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like I'm kind of moving away the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And it's like, I don't want to engage because I know I'm going to get hit. (laughs) Yeah. But that's
1: what I told you about the JKD because that's what the JKD background does. The JKD is called the way of the intercepting fist. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times, if I'm not attacking you, then I'm just playing defense. Mm -hmm. Like I'm defending myself. Yeah. And anytime you attack me is when I use those moments to attack you. Mm -hmm. So that's a great opportunity for you to have a chance to figure out what's going to happen if I attack. Mm-hmm. But I'm always putting a stop to that so you stop attacking me and allow me to attack whenever I want to.
0: See, my, my style when I'm striking, it throws a lot of people off.
1: Yeah, because you stop a lot. You're like... I, oh. stand, I stand still.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm not bouncing. I'm standing still and I just yeah. wait. And then I just hit the, hit the counter yeah, if they yeah. come in. But yeah. you, you're like, you're like I'm going to stop too. Yeah, and then I'm yeah, like, what yeah. do I do now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
1: match the energy. That's what um, flowing and crashing is. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you want to crash and sometimes you sort of want to absorb like water. So the whole time, if, once you stop, I'm stopping too. Because now I, I fulfilled the goal of defending myself properly. Because if it was a street fight and I got you to stop fighting me, then that's all I really needed to do mm-hmm. because now you don't want to fight me. I don't want to fight you. All right, I can say something slick and walk away now because now I defended myself properly. Z- I don't really have
0: to fight you. And that's the thing in a street fight is I I haven't been in a street fight since I've been training martial arts like this, yeah. um, but I feel like I would – well, because I wouldn't want to fight anybody. If you train martial arts, you don't want to fight somebody. outside. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. it's a waste of time. You have yeah. nothing to prove. Yeah, you don't have yeah. an ego problem. Like ninety nine percent, I can go do this in the gym. <laughs> yeah, it's like I I got all my energy out already, dude. Yeah. I don't I don't need to prove anything yeah, in front yeah. of these girls with my yeah, tight yeah, t shirt yeah. on, rolled <laughs> up pants downtown. <laughs> I feel you, yeah. I don't got to do all that.
1: It's not worth. Um,
0: but I feel like I would if I had to fight somebody, it would be like I would just stand there, just like how I do, and I would just wait. And I'm yeah. like, because it's always they're gonna throw that, that looping punch. That See, overhand. I don't even
1: let it get that far. Most of the time, I'm just oh. trying to talk my way out of oh, it. Oh, for sure. But I'm going to talk my way out of it first. There's See, you no can point. do that. Yeah, yeah. You can do that. <laughs> sometimes, you know
0: what I'm saying? Sometimes people, uh,
1: yeah, no, sometimes people
0: that. Uh, will not uh, want to.
1: Yeah, that's self-defense. And that's when you go eyes, ears, groin, somewhere crazy, Oh, neck. dude.
0: <laughs> oh, sweet chin music. <laughs> right to the chin. <laughs> Um
1: that's but, the most dangerous area to aim for. I'm aiming <laughs> for somebody's eyes. I'm straight <laughs> take it out your eyes real quick.
0: Um we're gonna take a break real quick. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we're gonna be right back.
1: All right. That sounds like a bet. One, two, three. Welcome back. And we're back.
0: We have uh transferred to wine now. Yep. Sipping on that bandito. That's what it's that called. That Antonio Bendetis. All right. You know what I'm saying? Um, what is your favorite martial arts movie?
1: Woo! Um, Afro Samurai.
0: Afro Samurai? Yeah. Who's in that? seen
1: the Afro Samurai?
0: I don't know. I feel like I have seen it's it. A,
1: it's an animated show. If not, then I'm going to go. No, no. <laughs> come on now. Like, it's the Afro Samurai. <laughs> the Afro Samurai premise is about, um, a samurai who's going for the number one headband in the world. So it's like, they have a certain amount of headbands. And if you get the number two headband, you have to fight everybody else in the world off until you go fight the number one headband. Mm-hmm. And once you receive the number one headband, the only person you could fight is the person with the number two headband. So the Afro Samurai journey was, his father was the guy with the number one headband before time. And once he lost it, Afro Samurai went to go get it back. Basically went to redeem his father, Revenge. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, So that was like my favorite like, anime that got me into like, all other animes was Afro Samurai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you like anime? Yeah, of course, bro.
0: I've never really got into it, but I mean, I watched like some of it. I know about some of like Dragon Ball Z, but like the mainstream ones, yeah. I feel like the best ones are like, l- like low key, like no one's heard about them. Like,
1: nah, the best ones, everyone's heard about. Oh, them. really? Yeah, are, that's <laughs> just how it goes with the anime world. Well, if you heard about it, then yeah. it's probably one of the best ones because more pe- it translates towards more people. Okay. If not, I'm probably going to go Troy. It's a great martial arts. <laughs> it doesn't have like martial arts fighting. Like, per se. Yeah, but as far as like the story goes and what like, gets me riled up. Mm-hmm. Or have you ever heard of the Shogun Assassin?
0: I don't think so. The
1: Shogun Assassin is like an old samurai movie. You have Ooh. to watch it. Yeah, Yeah. the Shogun Assassin. He rides around with his kid in like a little stroller that's like amped up with guns and swords and everything. A know? rickshaw? I don't know what that
0: is. That's that thing that um, it's like connected <laughs> to the back of a bike and you sit on it. Um, people like downtown, they'll pick you up and ride on Nah, you. he's
1: more like and just walking around as a samurai with his kid. And, like a wheelbarrow? Yeah, and there's assassins <laughs> after him, like, Ooh. the whole time. So he, he's like the shogun's assassin. Mm-hmm. So he, he was the one that would chop off the heads of the shogun, like, that the shogun would want. Mm-hmm. So if somebody was going to die, then the shogun's assassin would come and chop off their head, basically help them commit harikari, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> um,
0: now that you know so much about martial arts... Um, and the philosophy behind it, the dynamics of movements, does it ruin the movies for you with
1: fight scenes? Oh, yeah, I I don't. That's why I switched over to anime. It's sort of, like, hard to watch um, because it doesn't look fluid. It looks choreographed. John Wick? John Wick was great. John Wick had a lot of JKD in it, actually, and a lot of Krav Maga. So a lot of the the movements that they were doing were, like, um, set-up events. But because it was a set-up choreographed event, it made it look more realistic because that's the actual move that would have been done Mm -hmm. during that sequence. So a lot of the positions that he was getting into, like Keanu Reeves was getting into throughout the movie were actual positions that they train you for. Mm -hmm. But even though it was set up to be that way, it was still real life positions that they train you to do actually. So it it was, I think that was a good movie for like martial arts.
0: I appreciate movies that take the time to choreograph fight scenes correctly and Actually, realistic. Yeah, um, like I watched this movie called I think it was The King or something. It's on Netflix only. Um, it's like a it's a mi- uh, medieval times movie. Yeah.
1: you've seen it. I think so. The king with uh, where the kid it's becomes like Timothy the king of, yeah. I think he became the king out of nowhere, where he, like he was just like some. Like, and then punk in the kid. beginning, he like fought like some yeah, guy. Yeah, he was just yeah. a punk. I <laughs> remember they were
0: on the ground and he has not in side control. They're wearing full yeah armor, iron things yeah, yeah. and he just flips him over. Yeah. And I'm like, no way, <laughs> no way, dude. With iron met with uh, armor on your body yeah, and you're yeah. just flipping someone off side control. Yeah, no way. You never know momentum.
1: You there was no w- momentum. They were just still. Created do- yeah, I understand. I, understand. I was yeah, watching
0: that, yeah, yeah. and watching, I remember like, I was mad. I was like, dude, that's possibly. not realistic. My girl was like, shut up. Yeah, It's like one in the morning. <laughs> it's a ruining yeah, I was ruin- mad. Yeah, no, I feel
1: that. <laughs> but that's like the difference between like a real. Because people in real fights, they want to see the movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? They want to see all mm. the movie shit go mm. down Yeah, in a real fight. And in real fights, to impose your will on somebody to that extent is unheard of. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to get like a perfectly far fight Like because you have somebody fighting against you. Mm-hmm. You have somebody fighting against everything you want to do against them. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can just, I'm going to do this right now and then you automatically just land it just because your mind wills it to happen. It doesn't work like that. You have to work to those positions to mm-hmm. get those openings in order to land those shots.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so
1: it's it's not like a movie.
0: <laughs> it's not like a movie. I think most of it is unrealistic like what you said because people want to see like the movie stuff. Yeah. Because, I mean, dude, I mean, it would be cool to us to see a realistic fight scene Yeah. because it'd be like, oh, yeah, he took somebody down with a double and then he like, he passed their guard and then he got into side control and then Mm -hmm. he did a head and arm choke, but somebody doesn't want to see that. They want to see someone get sotogaried and like hip-tossed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they want to see him like punch him in the the face and they just get knocked out. Yeah, Yeah, that
1: doesn't uh, doesn't happen. High-level opponents, it could happen on somebody on the street. Like, you know, if I picked a random bum off the side of the road <laughs> after I was like, hey, listen, let's fight right now. I'll give you 20 bucks if you I win. would probably <laughs> do a lot of things that I don't do in sparring. Like, you know, just to play around, just to see if I can land it. But it's not like, like I'm going to go out there and just impose my will, even if it is on somebody who's mm-hmm. a bum. It's hard to do that. Like, you know, they're going to fight back. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to let you get what you want.
0: It's probably... It would, this, is, this is bad. This is going to sound bad. But it's probably <laughs> funny. It's probably be fun for you at the, the level you're at to fight someone who is completely untrained. Because it's almost like you can kind of do whatever you want and they won't know what to do.
1: See, I wouldn't do that. I'm not. I'm no, not no, no, no. I know you wouldn't. I know you wouldn't.
0: But, like, if there were no consequences and no one had to get hurt. yeah. That would be like, that'd be interesting for you because you can yeah. try whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, let me
1: try this wheel kick. Yeah, yeah. Real yeah. quick. Yeah, you know? yeah. The best part about that is doing it against high level people. Oh, yeah. Like the goal is to get that feeling on a high level person where you feel like you can start doing what you want to.
0: That's how you know it works.
1: Yeah, basically. Well, I don't try anything that I try in sparring. If I'm not trying it in sparring, I'm not going to do it in a fight. Yeah, why would you? <laughs> yeah, because that's going to gonna put me at risk. I'm going to look weird doing it. I'm going to probably end up in a wrong position. It's going to get me knocked out. Yeah. (laughs) Like all those things, all those little factors are factors that I'm not going to risk, like especially in a fight. I'm not Mm going to do nothing crazy.
0: (laughs) Uh, You saw that one knockout. Um, What's his name? Joaquin Buckley. Yeah,
1: Joaquin Buckley. Um, His his actual, like his reverse sidekick, I would call it, because that's all it really was. It was just like a reverse sidekick. He just landed it properly in the right position. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you ever watch the, the highlights for it, he clenched the hand. He clenched the Like he's the, supposed he could, to. Yeah, w- uh, on the foot. Mm-hmm. But the thing was that his position was perfect for a reverse side kick. He also so,
0: hesitated a little bit. Yeah, he exactly. He grabbed it. Perfect technique, what you're supposed to do with a kick. Yeah. Lutech and he hesitated, yeah. which gave Joaquin enough time to yeah. rotate his foot
1: that's what i'm saying so those yeah. things are practice if mm-hmm. you watch the technique in it it wasn't like he was throwing some half-ass like you know kick that looked garbage and it just happened to land that kick was chambered properly he did he released, he's done that before yeah he's released <laughs> the kick properly he did that <laughs> sometime in training a lot like yeah. enough where it looks clean mm-hmm. it was clean enough to jar a person to knock him out that was a yeah
0: vicious knockout yeah
1: i was like yeah I don't, it wasn't like vicious to me. Like vicious is like somebody just beating you down. It was a precise, the fact that he got, it was flawless. It was a flawless knockout is what I would call it. Yeah. It was just the technique on it, the timing on it was flawless. I think think it was just because
0: it was one strike and it was so much force that it just,
1: that's what I'm saying. It was flawless. It was yeah, flawless. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, it was just like right on time, right on target, chambered properly, released properly, mm-hmm. caught him right in the spot it was supposed to catch him in, and he just dropped from it. Like, you know, you can't really predict those. Like, if you're a fighter, like, dude, that'd be that's a, yeah, that's that'd a be shot pissed. that you can't really get mad at. I would at. dap like, him up, you know? though. I'd yeah, that's like, what dude, I'm that saying. was I'm like, cool. Yeah, that was
0: crazy. And honestly, he probably got some clout from it. <laughs> yeah he's that guy that got knocked out from that typhoon cyclone kick
1: yeah that's what i'm saying like what's (laughs) you
0: said you said there was like a name for it um
1: the the kick that sort of like translates over to that kick that i've seen a lot in competition is called the rolling thunder in kyokushin so a rolling thunder in kyokushin they used a lot like i saw a lot of that in competition i would do kyokushin competitions Mm -hmm. which was more like smoke room like fights where you would get into, like, a sparring competition for points, but you weren't allowed to hit at their face. You were only allowed to hit towards the body and then kick everywhere else. So we were doing, like, competitions like that, and a lot of the black belts that I would go against would do a rolling thunder kick. So they would just run at you, basically, and jump over the top and then release their back leg, whatever one it was, and come over the top of your shoulder or try to, like, sidekick you sort of in the face, like, you know. If, if you don't know what that is, look up a rolling thunder kick in Kyokushin. That's what that is right there. Damn. So a lot of the times people like these little techniques that I've seen over time in mm-hmm. like martial arts come back and are modified. So when you see a modified kick, you're like, oh, I, I know that. Or a modified punch. Oh, I know that. Punch. It just
0: reminded you of a rolling thunder. Yeah, of a rolling yeah.
1: thunder. That was I like, man, in competition, I saw that a lot. But i never mm-hmm. seen somebody try to pull that off in a fight, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially MMA at the highest level. Dude, like, that was know? crazy. Yeah.
0: He got catapulted to him. No one knew who he was. Yeah, yeah, And now he has, the, honestly, arguably I one of the best. I think he was best. in Bellator before. I think he was, too. Yeah. I think he, But I, th- I honestly think he has the best knockout in UFC history because of that. Probably, probably.
1: I, I wouldn't say the best knockout. But arguably. I would say, yeah, the cleanest knockout. I'm still going with Jorge Masvidal with the knee. <laughs> Dude, I'm a big fan of Jorge Masvidal. I just like his swag. I like oh, I him as a person. He, I love he's, him. A, he's a fighter for real. He's from Florida too. Yeah, yeah. He's a fighter like for real. For like so, like I like his knockout because it was a statement. It was a statement piece, and it was um, it was the time that it took was the statement. Like you know, that he was able to get a wrestler to do what they naturally do. <laughs> So he got the wrestler to flinch at something that he naturally flinches at to want to go for the takedown, and he got kneed. That's That's the best knockout right there. Like, you know, I, I, the time that it took I him to with. do that was from him chilling on the cage to, okay, let's go. Even in interviews ahead of time, he said that he wasn't sure when he was going to throw it. But to make that last decision, like, you know, as soon as you enter the ring and they're telling you to fight mm-hmm. and for you to be like, all right, well because what if it didn't land? Then Ben would have known it, it was coming the whole time. Yeah. Like you know? From that point on in the fight, the fight It doesn't matter though. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So that's it was like thing. a statement piece, like yeah. you know what I saying? From that point on it didn't matter what happened in the fight mm-hmm. after that. He was out, he's cold, he's asleep, like you know, there is nothing he could do. Yeah. There's no second chances to get that mm-hmm. back. And that's something for the rest of Ben Askren's life, he's gonna have to think about that somebody could do that possibly again if he does take a fight, because that's that's won't. what people are going to be thinking. He won't take a fight.
0: <laughs> you shouldn't. No, nah, he
1: should. He's 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 a high caliber wrestler. He's, he's he did he didn't he ever make get touched more like money, that like before being that like time. An analyst and commentator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he wasn't making he wasn't making like he he wasn't getting destroyed in fights ahead <laughs> oh, of no, that no, time. No, like no. you know what I'm saying? He's he like some got, guy
0: with a dad bod who has elite level wrestling. Yeah, yeah. He'll yeah. take you down and drown you. Yeah, yeah. So it's not
1: like like he's he's out of like. The equation completely it just set up a different aspect of the game that he has to be worried about now because it's mixed martial arts like you know when you enter that high level
0: i would have ptsd if someone ran at me and oh, i was me in. too I, <laughs> i'm not i'm never <laughs> ducking again i'm
1: probably never shooting a double <laughs> never <laughs> never shooting a double again no, we're gonna again. have to figure out different ways to do this for real you gotta get with your coach hit. dog <laughs> yeah
0: do you think for someone to be um well do you, how important and when should someone get a head coach?
1: Uh, I think as soon as you start, you should have a head coach. Start because because, amateur? or No, start your martial arts in general. Your martial arts journey isn't always towards fighting. Your martial arts journey begins with the want to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. So you don't enter a martial arts gym wanting to fight. If you enter a martial arts gym wanting to fight, you're going to get beat up. Until you learn how to defend yourself properly. Mm-hmm. once you learn how to defend yourself properly, then you can begin applying what you know onto other people, because now you could defend them, but you can also attack. so you have to see what they know mm-hmm. defensively to keep you off of them. like you know yeah. So now you're, you're attacking them, and then that's when the science and the technique and your love starts to show as far as what you want to do with your martial arts. But if you're entering to come to fight, then nah. Because a head coach is going to tell you (laughs) that's why you need one from the beginning, because a head coach will tell you that you're not prepared because you aren't mentally Mm -hmm. because your first want and your first love of martial arts is always going to be self-defense because that's what the art is. It's the art of self-defense. It's not the art of beating somebody to a shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm,
0: Yeah. So do you think that everybody should train martial arts?
1: Yeah, I think uh, everybody training martial arts would teach the world um, a sense of selflessness and a sense of ego that you have to keep in check mm-hmm. because I can go to the gym and I can have an old guy beat me up and teach me things in boxing or teach me things in jiu and I'm going to have to respect that person because if this was real life, they would kill me mm-hmm. <laughs> in reality. So let me learn what this person has to say. Maybe they have a different aspect of life that they're coming from, that they're teaching me in, that I, I need to know in order to defend myself properly because all the self-defense is not just about... Um, defending yourself as far as physically goes. Mm-hmm. Self-defense could be how you carry yourself, how you, how you interact with people is mm-hmm. a form of self-defense. If I want to stop a fight, I might not instantly go towards beating somebody up. My first initial reaction to self-defense is learning how to defend myself mentally from this person. De-escalate. Yeah. Now, now that I defend them mentally and I know how to interact with them, that probably solved the issue right there. Mm-hmm. Maybe that doesn't solve the issue. So maybe I need to learn how to crack a joke. Maybe mm-hmm. I need to show them that I'm, I can be aggressive with a joke now. So now joking becomes my art of self-defense. Or maybe I need to faint and be like, oh, no, I don't want any. Even though I could fight this person, maybe I'll act like I'm self like you don't don't care yeah Yeah, yeah. you don't care so So, you know what you're capable of That could be the next level the Mm -hmm. the final form of when you're defending yourself is when you're physically doing it if Mm -hmm. you feel like it has to get to that point then at that point the other person probably isn't prepared to defend themselves properly Mm -hmm. because they haven't done all the other things that would allow them to defend themselves properly because now in the fight if i distract them or if i say something they're probably off their game now because Mm -hmm. they weren't able to defend themselves with taking a joke so now if uh, I'm in a fight with somebody and I'm like, oh, look at your shoe and they're just some random person and they look at the shoe, I'm going to hit you in your face. And yeah. now the fight is over. I defended myself properly, even if I did use a tactic of, of tricking you or like you deception. Know, right? Yeah. But that's another tactic, you For know, sure. that's properly defending yourself. And once you learn that, you sort of learn how to interact with people where things never escalate to the point where you should have to fight them. Like, mm-hmm. you know. If you fight somebody, it becomes out of your own anger in your own self as a person, wanting to fight them for your own egos for your own reason. Yeah. But it's always about self defense first. It's not about. Mm-hmm. So, but that does. That's why you need a head coach because a head coach, when you enter a gym, they all of the head coaches are already at that level. They're gonna check you. Yeah, where they're already at that level, where they don't. I don't. If if I walk into a gym, if the head coach isn't prepared for that level, you will probably notice because they'll they'll beat you up or that or they're getting beat up by other people if not then they're going to tell you that some things about your character will not allow you to develop over time so you you might have a white belt who's raw who who knows all like you know they're just a special talent but if they don't have those extra little qualities that allow you to defend yourself properly your mental that's going to throw your game off if you want to do it professionally or not or Mm -hmm. even in self-defense because I can't teach you how not to flinch. I can't teach you how (laughs) to take a shot. I can't teach you why not to give up after you got hit to the body, because in a real street fight, nobody's gonna care that you got hit to your body. And that comes
0: back to their personality, how it reflects Mm -hmm. upon your style Mm -hmm. of fighting.
1: Yep, all of that, all of that intertwines. It's it's a way Mm -hmm. of life, like, you know, martial arts becomes a way of life. But that's why everybody should learn it. Like, you know, everybody should learn how to defend themselves.
0: There'll be like no fights. Like yeah. People would not be walking around trying to fight, yeah. trying to prove something. Yeah, because with like, you
1: wouldn't know who's around you. You'd yeah. be like, I don't know if this person's a black belt or not. Like, well, that's yeah. how it is now.
0: For like the first time in history, there's actually like... I mean, in our world, mm-hmm. we're around a lot of people who are trained to kill.
1: Yeah, yeah. For yeah. most
0: people, not really, but definitely more than ever in history, people are yeah. you know, proficient in... Some level of martial arts, and you don't know that, yeah. And they come in all shapes and sizes, yeah,
1: yeah. I think that started happening with the whole um JKD era, oh, yeah, um, with like when Bruce Lee started to become a star as far as the Chinese culture goes, and it transferred over to the Western civilization, so, like, the Americas, everybody wanted to open a school and become a good martial artist because now they see Bruce Lee on this screen, like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You're watching, like, when I was a kid, I'm watching, like, Blade. I'm watching, like, Wesley Snipes, who was an actual, like, martial artist. Mm-hmm. Michael Jai White, who's an actual artist. I'm watching, like, all of these guys come up, like Chuck Norris. I was watching Bruce Lee films. I was watching, like, on Bach, all, like, you know, oh, all of the things that you that when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I like seeing that, and I want to be able to do that. But Mm -hmm. then when you get to the gym, to be able to do that takes a level of discipline, um, self-control, aptitude towards learning a certain character where you can't give up. Like, you know, where Mm -hmm. you have to keep going and a willingness to be able to be teachable, but also teach others Mm -hmm. because you don't want to be the type of martial artist who's a a blue belt in the game and not teaching other people like, you know, or even a white belt and not teaching another white belt. Hey, listen, you should keep your hands up here. You should try to do this because that defeats the purpose of martial arts and the community of martial arts and everybody wanting to learn Mm -hmm. and get better for their own personal reasons. Like, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Uh, Yeah. That's, that's funny that you say that about when you're, when you like, when you were a kid and you saw like something on TV or in a movie. It spawned. And (laughs) um, I think for me, that was, uh, that was Chuck Norris.
1: Chuck Norris? Dude. Because Walker, Texas Ranger would always be on TV. Yeah, yeah. And And he'd be investigating things. He'd be investigating (laughs) things, dude, running around,
0: Mm -hmm. always in like some kind of story Mm -hmm. every episode. Mm -hmm. And then something would pop off.
1: Somebody's getting kidnapped.
0: And he would just jump off like a wooden porch and just roundhouse kick somebody in the face.
1: And I'm like, dude, this dude's wearing chaps.
0: Yeah, (laughs) This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of, of Chuck Norris because before that I had watched the, um, the Bruce Lee films. So I'm like, Bruce Lee versus Chuck oh. Norris. Oh, Bruce Lee beat him. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, when you watch it in the films, yeah. you're like, that's just confirmation that in real life, like, you know, yeah. but, but all of these, like, these guys supposedly were champions at the time. I so think,
0: I think Chuck Norris was a Taekwondo yeah, champion. Yeah, that's what I'm
1: saying. So uh, you know that these guys, I mean, I, I'm, I, I've been in a martial arts community long enough to know. That if I have somebody who's saying they're Sifu of JKD on set and I have somebody who's a Taekwondo champion on set, I'm pretty sure they're training outside. of Yeah, because this was their life, like martial arts was their life. The movies weren't their life. The, the movies were a segment off After. of what they did to get them there. They got mm-hmm. good at martial arts in order to open up a film opportunity because mm-hmm. they look so good doing yeah. the art. <laughs> so, like, I like to say that Bruce Lee was, like, a chump or couldn't handle himself would be absurd. That's I, I, I think that's
0: that's that's funny that people think that... I think we were talking about this before, about how people think that just because someone's an actor in a movie... Yeah, that you like, can't catch the hands from the Dude. No.
1: Jason Statham, I guarantee you, half of these guys in the gym <laughs> they go fight jason statham i guarantee you he would probably give you some hands even For even sure. we, we we did the steven seagal with the aikido yeah if we drop you into aikido rule tournament and you have to fight steven seagal in aikido rules mm-hmm. you're probably not gonna win at all do they have tournaments yeah they have every style has their own art that they test and approve to get to the next level that that was part of like the
0: but is it like a is it like a freestyle kind of thing or is it there's no there's there's certain there's rules where you there's can't
1: rules? There's still even if you if you want to look up stuff now, we still have San Xiao competitions. We still have we have Wing Chun competitions mm-hmm. So people go into Wing Chun fights. Yeah, like purely just I'm going to use Wing Chun to defeat this person who is also Wing Chun. So it's, it's like all of these arts ha- came from something that was real. The, these weren't like tactics made up by people.
0: Wasn't Aikido... Developed or first used to defend with swords or something? See, that's
1: what I heard. It was more of the way of Bushido. So Aikido was basically. a hand-to-hand combat for the Bushido of the time, the people who were samurai. Mm-hmm. So they would actually do Aikido because Aikido was a form of if you had your sword, I can deflect those movements and rotate you out or flip you. Like, you know, so when it comes in close beyond the blade of a sword coming across <laughs> you. Dude, yeah, I mean, a sword, imagine, yeah. imagine you don't have a
0: sword and someone's swinging that yeah. thing at you. I
1: mean, if, if I never knew how to sword fight, and I went to a land where an Aikido master was, and they were like, "Listen, this is how we sword fight." I'm learning from him. Mm-hmm. I don't care what nobody else, anywhere else, has to say because these guys are sword fighting. Mm-hmm. So disclaimer: if somebody comes at
0: you with a sword, you, you run them. away. <laughs> yeah, you shoot them if you got a gun.
1: <laughs> you shoot them. But I'm not
0: messing around, dog. This ain't the 1500s. Yeah, I'm not nah, gonna sword fight you around. too. Yeah, no. Nah, um, I'm running nah, away. I'm you're gonna, gonna have going to, to hawk me katan. down. Nah, yeah, I'm
1: shooting you. your leg. That's scary, dude.
0: A sword
1: yeah nah and i thank god we're not in that era anymore i would thank god that we're in the era for mma like like our era where well, we can do it kind so, of for fun like advanced yeah, yeah. That even now the rules are more catered towards performance, and they're not catered towards just Pain. obliterating somebody yeah, because someone. we have to eliminate their village. Like now they're
0: <laughs> on horseback. Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. Like Pulling now, up.
1: now it's like, all right, we can get paid to fight. Like imagine telling a gladiator that we got paid this and much and having like now. a referee yeah, who's there to protect yeah, you. Yeah, keep you alive and not some Caesar who's choosing if you live or die. Like you know what I'm saying? Dude, so <laughs> I guess,
0: I guess in ancient rome like in the Colosseum, they would not only fight each other but they would fight like animals
1: oh yeah oh yeah they had lions they had bears that they would go against they would have the chariot races a lot i looked up a lot of this stuff um a lot of the stuff they had um lannisters so a lannister would have like the property that holds all the gladiators so it would be lent it would be like us at american top team mm-hmm. being like all right now we want to go fight um uh, like fusion, or we want to go fight elite Muay Thai, or we want to go fight that. They all have their own Lannisters with their own head person in charge of all the gladiators. But nowadays, we've upped the level of like sophistication for mm-hmm. it. So now we have like MMA gyms mm-hmm. with pro fighters and pro athletes. Like, you know, but back in the day, this, these were just Lannisters where gladiators would stay and the gladiators would train all the time in order to have enough money to eat or to buy their own freedom. So it was like, Uh, So they were slaves,
0: gladiators? Some
1: of them were slaves, and some of them were people who were broke, like just guys who were broke. They just wanted to fight. They just need money, and this is what they knew how to do. So let's get in there, and we'll get some money, like, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you were someone who was brolic, or you were like a scrappy kind of guy back in that time, I mean, and you have an option, might as well. You got nothing to lose. You're living until you're 35 anyways.
1: Yeah, I mean, if... There's a lot to lose back then at the Gladiator. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah.
0: You had nothing to lose back then. Imagine how it smelled. Imagine how it smelled back yeah, then. yeah, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I would want to get out of there. But they didn't know. <laughs> they were used to it, you know? But if you got yeah, dropped yeah. back there in a time machine, your nose would shrivel up survive. and fall off. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't survive. These guys were built different. These guys are walking. Yeah, they around were built like things. five foot five. Yeah, they were like. <laughs> nah, they were eating right diets. Dude, they were savages. The Their best mentality. Diet. Like imagine like the life that they came from. The mentality they could not lose against like somebody like me. Uh, I'm driving around in the car, <laughs> like you know. <laughs> yeah, with AC. I'm eating McDonald's. You got AC. <laughs> you're Eating whatever. You got a like, vape. Yeah, drink. I'm not prepared for Dude, all of that smoke. They're That's eating raw doing. meat. Yeah, just just. Yeah, they're
0: gladiators. Doing ups, pulling yeah. themselves up trees. Yeah. What was their diet like? Do you know?
1: No, nah, their diet had to be probably some of the freshest diet on the land. Because if you think about it, they're either going to get all their food just in time for it to get eaten mm-hmm. or it's slightly rotten or yeah. super fresh, like, you know, like so, right off a tree.
0: Well, Rome was like the Mediterranean. So like Italy. Yeah. yeah. Greece.
1: I could probably take some Italians out.
0: <laughs> I mean, dude, I'm right here. What's up?
1: <laughs> nah, they, they were nah, nah, they were
0: definitely short and hairy, but yeah, they were yeah. thick. Yeah. And uh, they were t- really tough, like you said, just a lifetime yeah. of adversity. Just yeah. different kinds of people. I would be afraid of
1: fighting the Muay Thai people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Anybody from, from Thai, that like, you know what I'm saying? From Thailand that was fighting that was considered like a Muay Thai person, I would be afraid to Back fight them. Back then that. or now? Back then, even now, because these people are struggling. Like, you know, they they're want to fight. It's going to be deeper than mm-hmm. your want to. F- those struggles carry you through a fight. Yeah. Like, you know, like the fact that they're up and they don't have a place to stay. They're probably sleeping on the floor. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're doing other things. And this is their only substitute. That's they're getting great. in there. Yeah. And I got to fight every single day. Like, you know, to make enough. Yeah. Like I hear stories about like John Wayne Parr is a good story like that. I Like somebody who I look up to that his story is amazing to me because he's getting dropped off in Thailand and he's surviving and he's just surviving he's taking as many fights as he can in order to survive and that's the story of somebody who who is a fighter intrinsically somebody Mm -hmm. who in them they didn't do anything else like you know i can't imagine myself doing anything else so i'm going to take this time and i'm going to fight and then he built his way to the top of who he is now Mm -hmm. like you know and that's somebody who's a fighter like you know i
0: want to go to thailand it'd be cool to train there for like a week or two yeah
1: I, i think the same thing i saw the have you seen the tiger muay thai tryouts no. The Tiger Muay Thai trials are ridiculous. Like ridiculous. I see them kneeing people, elbowing you, <sighs> kicking you. And they come back looking different. Yeah, it looks fun, but the thing is that it teaches you it breaks you. Like, you know, it teaches mm-hmm. you to be broken in order to retain stuff, retain the knowledge that you're learning because trauma. Yeah, <laughs> Your yeah, PTSD. You like yeah. Yeah. It no, up. but those knees and all those little things that you're catching teach you like, you know, because then you're, you're learning how to take a shot. Mm-hmm. You're learning how to absorb it and still be able to fight. You're learning composure, control. You're learning all those little things that if somebody in the gym isn't willing to push you that hard, that level you'll never attain to because you've never been under the pressure of it. Like, you know,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: can't create a diamond in a certain pressure. You have to drop that piece of coal into the right amount of pressure over the right amount of time to make that diamond. If mm-hmm. you never get to the point where where I can make that diamond, then you'll never reach that. Mm-hmm. You'll just be another piece of coal. So yeah. you sort of need that pressure in mm-hmm. order to form who you're gonna be. Like mm-hmm. you know.
0: So that that that's that's interesting and I think that's important. Um I think if you really want to get good, you really want to take it serious, you have to be put in high pressure situations yeah. because it will yeah. force you to adapt.
1: Yeah, yeah, or not. Yeah, you'll either sink or swim. That that's
0: that's my that's my that's my preference when learning something, especially something challenging. Just throw me in the deep end. Yeah, because I feel like pressure makes diamonds. Like you said, the right type of pressure, pressure, though. Yeah. But when I'm under pressure, I feel like I perform better because I know I have to. Especially with martial arts, yeah. yeah. You have no choice Mm -hmm. because the consequences
1: (laughs) are so high; they're drastic. Like you know, the consequences (laughs) are what
0: the majority of people today do not understand yeah. and that's objective reality yeah that's getting punched in the mouth
1: yeah that's getting kicked it's not only that, It's the loss itself in general yeah to, like when i look at a fight like honestly like i'll sleep at night i'm like all right i have this fight coming up you're getting into a ring with just your skivvies on no shirt <laughs> no shoes yeah gloves everybody's seeing you in the center of this ring all lights on you you don't have a team at the point that you enter the ring you have the team all the way up to the point that you enter the ring then once you're in there you have three five minutes whatever you have to do whatever you're going to do survive that round come back out then you get to see your team again for a minute
0: they're on the other side of the cage
1: in order to go back and Mm -hmm. do it again now if you lose that that's a blow to your ego that's like a super blow to your ego you're like man i trained all this time. What didn't I do? What did I do? You think about all those little, those little moments that determined if you won the fight. Did I get up and run? Could I have run more? Could I have done more sprints? Could I have done more push-ups? Should I have practiced more of this shot? Because now I can't land this shot. Should I have done more of this? Like, you know, all those little things are blows to your ego that you as a fighter, like you can't explain to somebody who doesn't fight. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and then there's so much pressure to win every single fight. And it's the hardest sport because it's not like basketball. I can lose a game, win a game like, you know, it's not like I can play it safe and become a wild card in NFL Mm -hmm. and then still get to the Super Bowl. It's more like every single fight determines your ability for the next fight, because all of those things play on your ego, play on your personality. Then you get you have to step into the ring with those same burdens from the last fight. And you either have to shuck those off and get to it again or you're going to live with them. Mm-hmm. And there's a fine line between living with them enough to catapult you to the next level and letting those moments like overtake you. And then you're losing from that mm-hmm. that point on. I think so it's harsh. the
0: truest test of someone's athleticism. Yeah. is fighting. Yeah. Because you're using everything. Yeah. <laughs> you're using everything. Everything, yeah. everything yeah. in your body. Yeah. Everything in your brain. Yeah, all you at once. Yeah. <laughs> Fast pace. <laughs> IQ.
1: Yeah, everything. It's, it's, just, it's so hard, bro. It's so yeah. hard to find those lines, it, it, and it's interesting when you talk to other fighters too, because every fighter is going through their own story, their own journey, yeah, have
0: their own journey, uh, yeah,
1: of where they're at as far as what they like, what they know, how they, what they want to accomplish in a fight, like their aspect, of looking and what they're leaning towards, like you know mm-hmm. how their heart is, like you know the heart of the fighter. Mm-hmm. Like, Do you think
0: law enforcement should be certified in martial arts? Of course.
1: If you're not, then you think it should be mandatory across yeah, of the United States? Of course. Yeah. If you're not. whoa, that like that's that's a must, because law enforcement, the greatest thing that I tell people is fighting is me. I, I have a time like, you know, I have I'm going to accept I'm going to accept the fight on this date, on this time. And I know it's coming. So I get to train and prepare. For that specific time, for that specific hour, for that specific minute. And now I'm getting into the ring. The, the ref even ask you before you get into the ring, are you ready to fight? Like, you know what I'm saying? You're like, yeah, I've been, nah. like, I've been ready. Yeah, You got to take a dump. And, <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <scary>. And police, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But imagine that as a police officer Every day. where you don't have... An opportunity to know when, where, how. You don't, you have to be prepared at all times. You could be chilling on your break and something can happen just because you're in your uniform. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you never know. So I feel like officers should have to train because it teaches you a, a level of um, composer that you have to live with. All your life, mm-hmm. If you're not composed in these moments, you're probably going to make a bad decision because you're not composed. I, I mean, I see people sparring or like white belts. A big thing with white belts, like when you hit the jujitsu match, is that when they get entrapped in a situation, they get frantic and they want to get out any way they can. They're not thinking about technique or any, they're not trying to use technique. They're just frantic. They would be like white belts on the streets. Yeah. So now imagine giving a white belt a gun or a taser while they don't know what they're doing and they're in frantic mode. That's obviously going to end up in a bad situation because they don't know how to compose themselves enough to see, all right, well, this person's reaching for this. All right, this person's getting this. All right, maybe I should adapt to this. Maybe I should move them this way. Maybe I could de-escalate this way. There's so many different, like, little things that are intrinsically valuable to what they have to do to accomplish the goal of keeping everyone safe Mm -hmm. that they have to learn martial arts if they don't know martial arts then you're probably not safe to be out there because I know a lot of people who are criminals who can throw hands better than cops like you know and that's that's a scary thing (laughs) yeah
0: Um, I think that's I think the idea of defund the police is a bad idea because you need funds to be able to provide that kind of training
1: yeah I feel like we should fund them more that's what funding, I'm saying. funding them more will give the opportunity for them to learn how to do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. I don't expect every officer to handle pressure situations well, and you can never simulate. There's human error. Yeah, you can't. You can't simulate the situations that these guys are getting into, but. What we can simulate is situations that are close to it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you will be in those situations if you're in the gym because you're going to get animals. Like if I'm sparring an officer, I'm probably going to go a little bit harder or a little bit more like I need more will out of you. I need you Mm -hmm. to give me more will. So I know that when you're in these situations, uh, if I know you personally, at least I know that you have the will to survive and that they wanted to, and that they know what they're doing when they're in those circumstances so they don't put somebody else at harm because mm-hmm. they're afraid of getting hurt.
0: I think that's why there are a lot of kind of tragic instances with law enforcement yeah. over you know, what we've seen just in the past year with yeah. bad things happening, um, with officers making wrong decisions, um, yeah. and I think that stems from a lack of confidence in how they can handle themselves physically with another and that's the
1: great question though because we we can always say that they don't know how to handle themselves but it's like who's to say that their choice was wrong in that situation
0: i mean there's sometimes it's wrong
1: see but that's for us yeah for us because when you're in a life-threatening situation we don't know how you handle mm-hmm. those like like you know i can drop a hundred people and that would probably do the same thing. They could say they didn't want to do it. But when we put you in a high-pressure situation like that, it's a, a whole different story. But what
0: I'm saying is if somebody is trained in martial arts, yeah, they are more likely to not resort to using yeah. a weapon yeah, yeah, like yeah, a gun yeah. or yeah. a taser yeah. because they are confident in their abilities. You yeah. know, you could, If someone's coming yeah. at you, you don't got to... You don't have to shoot them. Yeah, you know yeah. if you're trained in judo and jujitsu, be like, I'm yeah, about yeah. I'm about to, I'm yeah, about to, yeah. to hip toss you, dog. I agree with that. And yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's like, mm-hmm. I feel like that is what a big part of it is, and yeah. everybody's scared. The cop is. The cop, is he's scared when yeah, he pulls you yeah, over. And, yeah. I mean, people are scared of police, too. Yeah,
1: but it's how you handle that fear yeah. in those moments. Like, you know, exactly. our, our officers are supposed to be heroes. And they are heroes. Let me not say they're just supposed to be heroes. They are heroes. They are supposed to be heroes, though. It's, it's, but some heroes come with classes. It's like One Punch Man. Like, you know, we can have a Class S hero, and we can have, like, a Class A hero and a Class yeah. B. Like, you know, some of them aren't built for those situations, and those are the ones that we need to... Um, elevate to the rest of the group because mm-hmm. then we can't bunch every single officer together and put mm. all officers need training because some of the some of these guys do i see some of these officers in gyms and i'm like dude, oh some okay, of these yeah. guys are legit that's what i'm saying and you tell dude, yeah. somebody with full sleeves yeah. on both yeah. arms pulling you yeah. over yeah, you're like, that's, right. a, that's what i'm saying right, but we dude. should have that as a base for every single officer so that's that we what know saying. that i would feel safer if i had somebody who did martial arts like you know for sure because if i was in a situation I want to know what this person is going to do. Like, what if they look up who I was or uh, I have a record of assault now or I have a record of battery and now we have an officer who hasn't even been in a fight before? And now mm-hmm. they're coming to arrest a person who has a saw and battery. Exactly. So now it's like.
0: And if you're untrained, you're like, oh, my God, I'm scared. So yeah. now your,
1: your automatic is I'm going to get a weapon because mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to be able to fight this person. Yeah. So that's your first opt. Like, you know what I'm saying? Where if you, if you handle yourself, you're like, all right, this person has a, um, a record of a saw battery. Maybe he is more of a person to fight me. So I have to be more on guard with my jujitsu, so I can grab him as quick as possible. Maybe I'll get my other backup, too, to let him know. Like, you know, all those little things, which they probably do already. But to prepare yourself for, like, I wouldn't be able... I, if I was an officer, I probably wouldn't be prepared for myself just to get into an all-out fight with myself. Like, you know?
0: <laughs> you wouldn't want to. That's what I'm saying, so... But you never know. That's the thing. Like, you yeah. never know what's waiting in that car for you. Yeah, Up yeah. There, you never know yeah. what's going to happen. So hard. It's so At hard. A call. And I think there... I think the things that happen that kind of have given law enforcement a bad name are far and few between. It really isn't that often, but it's highlighted in the age of social media. Yeah. It's so, just about what the media portrays it to be. So it could be, you know, one person could, you know, tragically have their life taken away from them by mm-hmm. a police officer who may or may not have made the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. It's at the end of the day, that's one person. Yeah. But when everybody in the United States sees that, that looks like a cop killed 370 million people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everybody sees yeah. that. Yeah. And so that adds to the, tol- the, the feeling of just yeah. law enforcement in yeah. general that people have. And so yeah. they don't show you all the good things. Mm-hmm. They never show mm-hmm. you all the good stuff on the daily basis. You know, everybody calls the cops when they're in yeah. trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 99.9% of the time, the cops save people. You yeah, know, they yeah. come there, yeah. and they help you, and they protect you, yeah, and they yeah, do yeah. their I job. Agree. I agree. But when, like, one bad thing happens, not only is that officer's career mm-hmm. tarnished, but it gives other officers a yeah. bad name, and it creates a sort of that's animosity the Yeah, but that's the people. standard
1: that we hold up. Our law enforcement, too, because they should be held to the highest standard. Yeah, standards. they should be. And that's why they should be all in martial arts. They should all learn, they should all be a, a level of martial arts. Navy where SEALs. <laughs> not that much yeah Navy SEALs have been t- through too much like you know what I'm saying yeah. to come back for the normal bullshit like you know what no, I say? no, I'm saying I'm not stopping you out of life <laughs> I'm a Navy
0: SEAL I'm sorry <laughs> yeah but uh, no like they need to be trained at a level not like Navy SEALs because that's nearly impossible yeah, but yeah. on that kind of
1: yeah, yeah. training regimen yeah, they yeah. need to train
0: consistently mm-hmm. I
1: going to be able to run out every single officer like you know I'm yeah, not trying to I want someone to be able to hawk me down yeah, I want that person yeah, as my yeah, cop yeah I would want them to be able to hawk down somebody who's doing something illegal. Like, you know, don't catch me, but <laughs> everybody but else, me. Right? Yeah. 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 You're good. Like be yeah. able to run as hey, fast as me, that. Let, let me tell
0: you this. You ain't going to catch me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. no, but
1: the officers definitely deserve more credit. They deserve more um, accolades for who they are as people, mm-hmm. for what they represent in our culture and our civilization. We shouldn't defund people who are doing their best to protect us. It's hard to protect a whole nation. It's hard. These people are protecting counties, <laughs> cities, states, like a whole nation. Like, you know, these are people mm-hmm. that are coming from neighborhoods where we grew up. Mm-hmm. These, aren't, these aren't people who are, the, they're handpicking from every single thing. These are people who, who wanted to do this job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like how many of us want to be cops? That's just, not everybody no, wants not to be a, a cop. Lot. So the people who do, we have to respect them for that Mm -hmm. and get them to where they need to be in order to do their job properly. And then if a mistake does happen, they should be held accountable, but only to what they're doing. And if that does break the law. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's hard. That's when the lawyer game comes in and that's when... The political talks mm-hmm. come in, but it's, it's I just respect officers for who they are as mm-hmm. individuals. To get yeah. up every single day and to do that job is not an easy job. Not easy To at get all. into mentally, physically, to do that every single day to yourself is hard. It's like being a corrections officer. It's hard mm-hmm. to be in there oh every single gosh. day. Working with these people is hard. Mm-hmm. It's so, not a joke. So
0: there's <laughs> about 365 million people in the United States. How many cops do you think there are?
1: Mm, I would probably if you had had to guess, 10,000.
0: 10,000 cops mm-hmm. in the entire United States.
1: Mm-mm. mm-mm. And uh, mm. Probably about fifty thousand, I would say.
0: In the United States? Yeah. So you think there's a thousand in each state?
1: Not not in each state. Hmm. Well,
0: that's fifty thousand. Yeah, I would say that. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll that. tell I'll, you I'll tell you there's there's a, about six hundred something thousand.
1: Six hundred thousand? Gosh.
0: That's all so I'm
1: going to say out of 600,000, there's probably about 50,000 who actually know what they're doing on a, like, a consistent basis. I think <laughs> out
0: of that 600,000, there needs to be some kind of evaluation done, especially with the given climate of people's feeling towards law enforcement. That's what that I'm saying. can eliminate a lot of... Because, there's dude, there's racist people everywhere. How, how many but of those
1: 600,000 do you think have a blue belt, at least?
0: Out of the 600,000? Yeah. Bro. At least 10.
1: At least 10. <laughs> <laughs> At
0: least 10, but no more than like 20,000.
1: I, I would agree. So I'm going to go off my officer answer like that. I think that there's a good probably about 50,000 cops yeah. in the U.S. right now who are, who are top shelf. Like, you know, who are the top shelf who we would consider who I would drop down right now having community talks. Like, you know. In the martial arts community, doing work, like, you know.
0: Dude, cops have came into the gym, everything. and I'll choke them out. And I'm like, damn, dude, you're a sheriff.
1: See, I wouldn't, see, I wouldn't go that far. I would just try to help them at that point. No, no,
0: point. no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not shitting on them in any way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're Maybe in there trying, they're trying they're to work. Officers, they, I love you guys. I love you guys. <laughs> but I'm not saying that like that. I'm saying if they tried to arrest me and it got physical.
1: They would probably have to shoot me.
0: Yeah, they would have they would if you're untrained and you're a police officer and we get into a scuffle, I would never do that. I'm yeah, gonna, me either. I'm yeah. not that stupid. Yeah, I'm not trying to fight a cop. I'm
1: here, sir. Here goes my ID. Here goes who I am. If we got go to go I've been to jail enough times to know I can make this easy or I can make this really hard for myself.
0: Yeah, because they're going <laughs> to it's, gonna, they're gonna it's get a cold
1: you. night either way. So you might as well <laughs> just pay the bond.
0: <laughs> oh, dude. Um, yeah, I've never been to jail. I don't want to mm. go. I used to think it is cold. It's cold? Cold. I bet you the toilet seats are cold, huh?
1: I don't know. I wasn't thinking about my ass. I was just like, yo.
0: Really? I feel like that's what a lot of people think cold. about when they're going to jail nah, with their ass. Nah, and how safe nah, it's going to be. Nah.
1: I feel like my ass was all right in jail. Like, you're so, no. straight. Listen, you're straight. That's you're tall enough like, and yeah. you can
0: defend yourself. But, but yeah, a couple years ago, I was thinking like, damn, dude, if I go to jail, people are going to try to take nah. me. Wh- when, when you go, are go to jail, try what to take... you got to worry about oh, is
1: making sure that you are warm. Have enough. Making sure you get a, a big enough suit that you're warm that you can put your hands in and just be warm and enjoy the lemon cookies for as long as you're there. Nah, but I
0: was thinking <laughs> because bro, I'm only like five nine. Yeah. I'm about one forty five. Yeah. They're gonna try Eyes. they're gonna try to take me.
1: <laughs> Eyes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's you know what I'm saying? But yeah, now yeah, now yeah, I yeah. feel like I'm confident enough in my skills and my yeah. ability to defend myself that it's no problem. I used to be like extra scared of going to jail because i'm like dude people are gonna try to take me in there (laughs) and i don't want that to happen dude and i don't know what i gotta do and then honestly i started training martial arts because i feel like like, people
1: aren't like intrinsically like that inside of the jail like you know i feel like most people are there to do their time if you're going to prison then maybe you know gay for the stay i feel um, if you're going to prison then maybe you know you might have to deal with some of those what's your what's
0: what, what so like obviously you you like girls so do yeah, I yeah um some people go in there and they just adapt and they're just like dude I'm in here and I gotta I, I like dudes See, now
1: but I feel like that's the want for um pleasure yeah so that, that would be a lust like, you know saying? yeah so that's just them being lustful and they're unable to control their lustful desires where they need to get that out so, so I've been doing a lot of um have you ever heard of um Napoleon Hill
0: napoleon hill napoleon
1: no. hill uh, think like a man oh uh, i think so think, i think, think so think and grow rich i think i think so is that a book outwitting the devil yeah yeah like all these things a lot of his ideas um, one of his ideas i i reached off of for fights is called um semen retention so in semen retention you're basically withholding your ability to um Shoot, you get yeah, you know what I so, yeah, that's what I'm saying to So So, <laughs> be, but because of that, you're you're holding your um testosterone. It he gets
0: reabsorbed back in your body. That's after what I'm saying. You're,
1: you're holding your testosterone, and you're using your testosterone differently, mm-hmm. and you're starting to adapt your mind to curve the hunger, yeah. those hungers. Mm-hmm. So, like a body hunger, like eating or like wanting to bust a nut. Those are natural hungers for a man to have. And once you learn how to overcome those hunger is not unstoppable yeah you start to focus your energy on different things if you ever notice when you're busting a whole bunch of nuts and you're just home doing nothing but jerking off just chilling all day <laughs> you're tired you're lazy yep. you don't pursue your goals
0: lethargic yeah
1: once you stop doing that and you put yourself in a different mindset a different aspect of who you are as an individual where you don't need those things mm-hmm. per se where you're like i i don't i like i don't have um a di- like my dad called it a disease a lack of nookie so <laughs> So you would have to lack a nookie disease because you're lacking a nookie, so you have to go get it. But because of that want, your focus tends to be that as your only focus. So Mm -hmm. we have a culture of men and and boys who are only about one thing, going to get that nookie Mm -hmm. instead of going to pursue who you are and your purpose in this life. And if you channel that energy, that want for that nookie, and you channel that energy towards doing what you want to do, and your purpose in this life, your purpose is going to start shining through and you'll forget about all those other things. Then you'll be able to find the right person for you. You'll be able to find the purpose that you have for yourself and be able to pursue it without feeling tired. Without Allocate feeling much, more yeah, much more time and have much more energy to accomplish your goals. Yeah, yeah, because you're not, you're not just busting away but your so- seat. Sometimes
0: <laughs> I feel like it could be a distraction because if you're thinking about it, you're like, you know, you're saying you rub one off and you just you're, you're back at it.
1: Yeah, but that's that's part of the addiction of it. That's yeah. the addiction yeah. of it, that you're addicted to doing that. Mm-hmm. And that starts to become your mindset because you're so addicted to doing that, that you're going to keep pursuing doing that mm-hmm. instead of doing what you want to do in this life. Your, your, your first thing, like when you get home, all right, man, I'm about to just busting up right now. Or let me go hit up Tinder to find this girl mm-hmm. instead of being like, all right, now that I'm home. Let me watch this tape to watch a fight so I can get better at what I'm doing. Let me go. Let, let, me, me, go let train me get a in this side aspect. hustle. Yeah, let me go shadow box. Yeah, let me get a side hustle where I'm making an extra income. Let me create my own website. Let me do this. Instead, you're, you're doing other things instead of doing that, mm. which is accomplishing nothing at all. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> so like when you learn how to put those Hedonistic aside, lifestyle, yeah, your mentality towards. Um, who talks to you? How you interact with people starts to become different because I think, you're not I worried think, about I think those things. Women
0: could smell that on you too.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, when you, when you when you're like when you're withholding because it's sort of like you're weakening yourself mm-hmm. to it. Like I you know think I saying? think
0: <laughs> I think she could smell when daddy's got a full bag. That's you what, know I'm what I'm saying. saying? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, agreed, agreed, agreed. They can, they can. It's the the, the testosterone, the pheromones, yeah, the pheromones. It, it emanates in how you how you carry yourself. Yeah, because you're you're holding that in so. Like, you're co- I'm telling you, your conversations even change with females after a little bit just because you're like, all right, maybe I'm not going to address her like this or talk to her like this because I don't want it to get too out of hand where I'm going to be put in a position where I'm going to want to have to have sex with her. Like, you know, instead, let me put my goal first. And if she's really about me, then she'll follow she'll me stick around. with the goal. Yeah. And she'll know that that comes later. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? All those other things.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, like, oh, I have, I, I have, do I've done, I've tried that, I've tried that, and yeah. I didn't, um, I didn't bust for like 15 days, and then <laughs> I came in my sleep.
1: Yeah, that's what actually starts happening.
0: My body was like, dude, you got to yeah. get this out.
1: Yeah, that's what starts. And happening. You, you're you not. Start and I was like, dreams.
0: dude, dude, like
1: guys, I'm giving you pro tips right now. You start having <laughs> my, wet dreams. Yeah,
0: li- listen, no. My, my body was like, dude, this guy can't even, yeah, can't yeah. even get this out on his own. We're going to have to do it. We're going to take matters yeah, into our own that's
1: hands. That's what happens. That's what happens. That's what happens. Your and body dude, I actually ha- do dude, it for you.
0: I haven't had one of those since I was like 13, bro. <laughs> dude, that's life changing. <laughs> take,
1: take take two weeks off from having but sex. But think about that, that because,
0: because you, didn't even, you don't even touch yourself when you do
1: that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's imagine
0: people that meditate. Yeah. Do you think you could meditate to the point where you have an orgasm?:
1: I feel like nah, I couldn't do that.
0: But nah. no, but you're doing I, it when you have a wet enough. When yeah. you have a wet dream, yeah you're not touching yourself, it's all in your head. That's true. So if you are a master at meditation,
1: Nah, so I wouldn't be meditating towards that because if but you, but you, think you would have so you, to be no, no, thinking not, about it. You would have to be, no, you, you would have to stimulate yourself, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, you would. Then you wouldn't be meditating anymore. You'd just be, you'd be meditating. Also, well, that's subjective also, because know? what is meditating? I think meditating is um, inwardly thinking of your own thoughts.
0: And what if your thoughts is you just want to bust a nut without using your hands?
1: <laughs> then you're probably not meditating. <laughs> That, that you're thinking about busted dust, you're not thinking of your own thoughts. You're not. You're not it, thinking. Why am I thinking that? You know, that's meditation. Well,
0: why you're thinking that? You're thinking that because that's the reason why you're here. That's the reason why humans have existed for this long is because we've we're programmed biologically in our DNA to want to reproduce. And that's it.
1: See, but I want to classify myself as that human. I want to classify. You're an myself. alien. Yeah, I want to classify myself as a human. That that's my only purpose in this life is to, like, it's re-populate. not your only purpose. Yeah.
0: But biologically, yeah, you biologically, can't deny that, yeah. that is, that's that's innately in every human yeah, being. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But I want to I think about it. And
0: not necessarily it. you making the baby, because people fail to understand that even when some people can't have kids, that doesn't mean that they aren't important to the future of our species. Yeah, Aunts and uncles are just as important yeah. as mom and dad. It takes a village. Yeah, You've yeah. heard that? Yeah, to yeah, raise yeah, a yeah. kid? Yeah, You know what I'm saying? It's your job as a human to make sure that, the young people are educated enough to be able to carry on their species. Yeah. And everyone plays an equally as important role.
1: No, I agree. But that's where I think that's where the importance of what semen retention was like to get out there because the point of semen retention was for you to allow yourself the time to know when to use that seed because not every seed is supposed to be planted everywhere. Your seed is supposed to have a time and a purpose mm-hmm. like, you know, a plan for that seed. What is the plan for that seed? What am I, what am I planting this seed into?
0: Soil. Yeah. Just so burying it, right? What type of
1: soil <laughs> am I planting it right. into? Like, you know, yeah. The, uh, the female would be the soil that you're planting your seed into. Mm-hmm. Who am I implanting this seed into? What, what, what am I planning to do with this seed if I do implant it into this person? Like, you know, because then our, our nature would be we both have to nurture this thing now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because for now some we people. both planted the seed. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Now the seed for, is growing. For more honorable people. Yeah, exactly. You would want to stick around and but do that. But that's what it helps you to learn, that mm-hmm. semen retention, because then you're not just going out there and mm-hmm. trying to impregnate everything. And you got to realize I, that
0: this this Jesus juice yeah, that you yeah. carry around in the sack is so yeah, important yeah. to the future of our species. Yeah. It's just not it's not a commodity to be given out to just anybody. Yeah, exactly. And once you realize the value of yeah, your yeah, yeah. your coombe, yeah. You realize the value of when yourself. You, when you
1: realize the value of that poon and your coon, <laughs> you, you can get things done.
0: You can get things done. Um, damn.
1: He's like, I don't know how to get off this poon topic. <laughs>
0: Dude, it's...
1: If, if you had a kid, would you teach him martial arts to fight or would you teach him martial arts for self-defense?
0: I would teach him martial arts to center his mind.
1: Oh, you see, that's a good one. I like that one. There you go. I would probably teach him martial arts in hopes that he learns how to fight. Like, you know, he, he becomes a fighter. Because being able to learn how to fight and learn how to fight are two different things. Like, learning, like, the art of it and learning how to be in the ring are two different things. Mm-hmm. Like, the performance aspect and, like, the actual art itself. The art itself is self-defense. But if I, wanted, I, if I had a kid, I would definitely want him to be in the performance aspect of, like the art the I art wanna, form yeah i want yeah. yeah. an artist fight. yeah i want to fight so
0: dude <laughs> when you plan on fighting next
1: uh my next fight probably january 30th on combat night
0: january 30th and yeah. combat night how yeah. many more amateur fights do you want to have before you go pro
1: um i wanted this last one to be my last amateur fight before i go pro but that's not really up to me that's up to my head coaches mm-hmm. so right now i'm just playing it by word on my coaches and what they want me to do as far as my pro career, I feel like they will help me the best. I usually listen to the wisest people around me in okay. order to get like my advice. I don't like stepping into something that I'm I am i am not prepared for, or they don't think I'm prepared for. So when they feel like I'm prepared, is when I'm gonna go fight.
0: Great outlook, yeah. It's a great outlook. This has been a great conversation. Yo, for real. I really appreciate you coming out here, Dawg. Thank you,
1: man. I appreciate you, yo, dude. This it's been, been a blast. Crazy. <laughs>
0: um, I think we're done here. Yeah. Um, I want to thank my man Luis behind the cameras would not shout be-
1: out what's good over here quiet the whole time doing work <laughs> KD specialist watch out for him y'all watch, watch out dog yeah, yeah.
0: you don't want to try me on this show <laughs> you got problems um yeah oh,
1: let, let me throw my Instagram handle in there my Instagram is c.c.a.l.a.w.a.y. Kyle Calloway they call me the Cobra so if you want to get to know me I'll be out here
2: we out <laughs>